Oh, come on, praise Him. It's Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. This is a day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad and be glad in it. I will be glad in it. I will be glad in it. I will be glad in it. Hallelujah. Come on, do it again, would you? Come on, I feel something stirred up here this morning in the house of God. Chains are breaking, fetters are breaking. Minds are changing, hearts are being renewed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Are you, are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise God. Amen. Now to understand church or to enjoy church, you have to understand church. To enjoy it, you have to understand it. This is not this is not a lecture hall. This is not a university. It's not a it's not a bridge meeting. It's not a country club gathering. Amen. It's it's not even a football game. But it's the celebration of all of God's people that were brought out of darkness into this marvelous light. Amen. Now, now even in the Old Testament, before, before the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the second chapter of Acts, even in the Old Testament, the Feast of Israel, the seven feasts that were divided into three Feast at three different times of the year. Those are those are festivals. They're parties. They're celebrations. They had the waving of palm branches. They had singing. They had rejoicing. They had dancing. And that's why there are 150 psalms that talk about the greatness of God, the goodness of God, what it what pleases God. He said, and I'm not soliciting a response here. I'm just giving instruction. But he. But he said the clapping of hands is pleasing to him. I'm not soliciting response. <laughs> he, he said, if you're gonna, if you're gonna praise me, do it with a loud voice. That's why he said in Psalms 47 and 1, shout to God. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Amen. Now if you're, if you're defeated, you may not have anything to shout about. But if, you've won, but if you've won the battle, and you know there's another battle coming that you will have victory in, then you can lift up a shout to the Lord and give Him praise. If you're going to enjoy church, you've got to understand church. Amen. Amen. Only, only the, only the Greeks and the Stoics uh, gathered together for philosophical discussions. Only them. Everything that was of God was, was a celebration. And when Jesus stepped on the scene, um, he brought with it the miraculous. As he stood up in the synagogue that day and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me 
to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. He talked about the opening of the sight, opening of sight to the blind. Talked about the crippled being healed, the lame walking, and so forth. And there was an explosion on planet Earth that broke, that broke down the religious system that man had turned God's God's design into. God gave him the architectural uh, plan for the tabernacle. It gave him all the instructions of how to conduct themselves in the tabernacle. But the purpose of the tabernacle was not to go through religious exercises. The purpose of the tabernacle was to get beyond the veil into the Holy of Holies into the presence of the glory of God. That, that is the end result. And if we don't experience the glory of God, all of our religious exercises are in vain. Amen. So I'm thankful that I I feel him, I know him, he's here in this place today. Amen. God is not dead. He's alive. He's alive. Amen. We're thankful you're here. Let me read two or three verses of scripture in your hearing. We'll let you be seated after that. In John 11, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Everybody say never. You shall never die. Believest thou this? And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, therefore, Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. Anybody know what new things look like? They still got the price tag on them. They look like they just rolled off the showroom floor. Sparkly, clean, perfect, pristine. If any man be in Christ, everybody say in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things, all things are become new. And I want to talk to you today about the new you. The new you. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. Father, in this place are hearts that desire to know you. They hunger for your presence. They, they want to experience your presence. They want to know your anointing, Lord Jesus. But we are limited in our finite understanding of you. In our finite nature, God, we cannot quite grasp who you are, the great invisible God. But there is revelation to be had in this place and I pray that you would meld the heart of the calloused heart. I pray that you'd melt it. I pray God that you would soften it. I pray Lord that there would be a, a cutting away of flesh in this place so that we could receive the engrafted word of God It's able to save us. It's able to make us wise. It's able to give us revelation. I pray Lord that every Spirit that would oppose you would come under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit here this morning. I bind the spirit of religious tradition. I bind every lie 
that the enemy has put within religious institutions around the world to tell us things about you that are not true. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do the will of God in this place and we give you glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. One more time before you're seated. Yeah, clap your hands. Yeah. And I want you to praise him in advance for what the Lord is about to do. Amen. Amen. You may be, you may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, at, at the time of Lazarus' death and then four days later when Jesus came and they, they said, He's gone. It's too late. There is no hope for him. It would have been customary for Jesus to say, don't worry, I can raise him up. It would have been customary for him to say that. I can raise him up. But God's doing is based on God's being. And so Jesus did not declare what he could do. Instead, he declared what he was. He did, of course, we know, raise the dead. He raised Lazarus up out of the tomb, but it was more important for them to know he wouldn't just resurrect him but that he is the resurrection. It's a very different thing. And so he didn't say, he that believeth in what I can do, though he were dead, yet shall he live. But he said, he that believeth in me. Now, I, I know that seems a little simplistic, but that is most of the time, how we conduct and direct our prayers. Lord, I need you to do something. Lord, I need you to fix this. I need you to intervene here in this situation. Or I don't know if the Lord would do that for me. But when you understand it's not about what he does, but who he is... It changes everything. It changes, it gives you a completely different paradigm on what is about to take place in your life because it's not any longer about moving God's hand. It's about getting a revelation of who he is and God's nature never changes. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you understand that, say amen. And so he doesn't want us to believe so much that he can preserve our lives or that he can bring us back from the dead. But he wants us to understand that he himself is life and that he himself is resurrection. Amen. Do we know God himself or do we just believe in the things that he can do? Well, I need a healing in my body, so Lord, I need you to heal. Lord, I... I'm behind on my bills, and so, Lord, I need you to handle this situation. Isn't that how we pray? God, we need you to get involved. But instead, we should be praying, God, I know who you are. 
I know that you are my healer and my healing. You are the healing. I know that you are the banker. I know that you are the great physician. I know that you are not just the encourager, but the encouragement. You're not here to just comfort, but you are the comforter. Amen. There's a revelation. And so the theme in John chapter 11 was not that G or Lazarus was lesur- uh, resurrected, but that Jesus is the resurrection. Lazarus really is not the topic of this story here. Jesus being the resurrection is the object lesson that, that is uh, being illustrated here in the scripture. And so he didn't give Lazarus something called resurrection. But he himself was resurrection to Lazarus. We're headed somewhere. And because he became resurrection to Lazarus or was resurrection to him, Lazarus therefore was resurrected. Now, if you don't quite understand what I'm talking about, what I'm trying to tell you is when you get a revelation of who he is, that's what he becomes in your life. And whatever you need from him, you realize he is already that. And so I just need to release him to be who he is. I know this is simple here this morning. Amen. God is going to become something very powerful in people's lives. Some of you don't know Jesus as salvation here this morning. But he is salvation. He doesn't just save people. He becomes their salvation. What he did was external, and what he was, the substance. He was the substance of what needed to happen there. And so whatever we need of him, if we have him, we already have it. It's not something that we are praying to the future for. We're not trying to bring the future into the present. We're not trying to get God to move pieces in our life. All we're trying to do is get him to be what he is already and to sit down in the middle of the situation and stop glorifying the problem and start glorifying start glorifying the answer. He is the answer to everything. Jesus Christ is everything. It is all in him. Everything that you need is in Christ. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Yeah, man, and so we understand that everything that is in Christ is living. There is nothing dead in Christ. There is no limitations in Christ. Are you here this morning? There's nothing dead in him. There's no reason to despair if Christ is involved in the situation because he is life. Thoughts are not life. Knowledge is not life. Goosebumps and sensations are not life. Activity is not life. We think we've got to feel something. We think we've got to be doing something for God to act. Noise is not life, even though we've been shouting to God with a voice of triumph. But noise is not life. And serving, if I serve in the kingdom of God, he will do this. No, none of that is life. Only he is life. And the revelation is not what we do and not what he does, but but who he is. And when we expand him in our lives and in our situation, it drives out every bit of darkness because he is the light. 
It drives every bit of death out because he is life. It drives every bit of sickness out because he is healing. It drives the curse out because he is a blessing. And so our faith should not be placed in what he can do. I've heard so many times, and we've said it, I believe the Lord can do that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Wave your hand. I believe the Lord can do that. I don't know if the Lord will do that for me. You got to take do out of the equation. And you got to start saying, I know he is that. I know he is that. I know he is that. I know. And you got to let him be instead of letting him do. I, I, I know this is simple. I'm sorry. I'm preaching elementary here this morning. But there is a paradigm. There is a change of perspective that has to happen for you to release the miraculous power of God in your life. Now, if you don't understand who he is, if you're still trying to figure out that the God of heaven and earth that created all things came and robed himself in flesh and that little baby was born in a manger in Bethlehem. It was, God, it was not God number two, but it was the son of God by flesh it was the Son of God in the, in the Spirit and in the flesh. It was the Spirit being made flesh, and, the, and God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus Christ, when he walked on the earth, was not God number two. He was not God junior. He was not the second person in the Trinity. It was the invisible God manifesting himself in the flesh so that the flesh could become the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world in the mind of God to release the power of the Holy Spirit, the comforter working in the hearts and the minds of people. And so when you speak the name of Jesus, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. I come in my Father's name. The Father will send the Holy Ghost in my name. We all have the same name. Jesus is Jehovah. He has become salvation. We don't need him to do anything. We need to understand who he is. Amen. And so we encounter things in this world, the worst of which is death. That is the thing that I think that most people fear the most. That's why we take medication. That's, that's, why, we, that's why we keep on limping through life. That's why we continue because we're, we're scared to death that we're going to die. Amen. That which has encountered death and survived is called resurrection. And he said, before you ever die, I'm going to become resurrection in your life. And I'm going to start with resurrecting your thoughts. I'm going to get rid of your carnal thoughts. And I'm going to give you the mind of Christ. And then I'm going to deal with your heart. I'm going to circumcise the heart. And I'm going to take everything unclean out of your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And if I can circumcise the heart, I can circumcise the speech. And so I'm going to give you a new tongue to speak. And everything about you is going to be new. And when I get done renovating your life, I am going to change you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. I am the resurrection. And before you ever die, I am giving you a promise of life beyond the grave. He that believeth in me shall never die. Somebody praise him right now. Amen. We're headed somewhere. Whatever outlives death is resurrection. 
Amen. In the Garden of Eden, man partook of the wrong tree, and so God took them out of the garden so they wouldn't partake of the tree of life and live forever in their sin. And ever since they partook of the wrong tree, man has been unable to endure death. We fear it. We suffer. We, we, we get on our deathbed, and, and we, are, we are worried about passing from this life to the next life. But resurrection speaks of what passes through death, not into death, but is not held by death. Jesus said, as long as you have me and I have you. He said, in that day I shall be in you and you in me. Amen. He that is in Christ, everything that is in Christ is a new Creature, And so we don't not only have a fear of disease, we, we not only not have a fear of disease and infirmity, but we don't have a fear of death because we have the resurrection in our lives. Now, if you read after uh, the, the death of Jesus and after the burial of Jesus, you will see that Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. How many of you believe that? Say amen. He was raised from the dead on the third day. Amen. But when he came out of the tomb, he still had the marks of crucifixion on him. The marks of crucifixion were not erased when he came out of the tomb. Because when he came to the disciples and Thomas looked at him or said, I I will not believe unless... I can touch the wounds and he put out his hands and he said, take your finger and put it through the hole in my hand. Take your fist and put it through the hole in my side with a sword, pierce my side. Resurrection doesn't erase the evidence of the wounds. It changes the effects of the wounds because resurrection power Causes every wound to not hurt anymore. You know you've been resurrected when you can still see the wound, but you can't feel the pain of the wound anymore. I'm preaching to somebody right now. If you're in Christ, you are a new creature. You don't have to look brand new, but you will feel brand new. And every wound that has been inflicted on your life, God will erase the pain of the wound in your life. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? I wish somebody would praise him right now. I wish somebody would praise him right now. Here's what we don't understand. We're trying to preserve our lives. We're trying to protect our image. We're trying to protect our reputation. 
We're, we're, we're trying to pay the bills. We're, we're trying to survive. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to shore up our health. We're, we're trying to fix everything in our life. We're trying to get God to do something in our lives. Uh, and he's saying, you missed the whole point. When you get in Christ, when you get in me, when you put on Christ in the waters of baptism, when you're baptized in the only saving name according to Acts 4 and 12, when the name of Jesus is spoken over you in water baptism, uh, and you go down in that watery grave, uh, and you are buried into the wounds of Christ when you come out of that grave just like he was every wound has lost its effect in your life some of us are trying to erase our past and he's saying I'm not going to erase your past but what I will do is bring you to a place where it doesn't affect you anymore Now let me ask you a question because I know some of y'all went, well, wait a minute, all my sins get washed away. Yes, all your sins get washed away, but you still remember your, your sins and you still remember the shame of your past and you still suffer from the memories of the failures and the mistakes uh, that you made. And some of you have been laying in a tomb, uh, wallowing in despair because of the crucifixion that happened in your life. Uh, but when you come out of that third day, uh, those wounds mean nothing anymore. Hey, look, uh, I know you can still see my wounds, uh, but they're not what they used to be. Uh, I've got Christ now. I'm in Christ. Uh, I'm in Christ. He is the resurrection uh, that's what he had become in my life. Though you see me as old, I'm made new. I am a new creature. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Yeah. 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 I appreciate the sanctified stairs, but I'm not up here preaching for your entertainment. Too many people, too many people are living that should be dead. And too many people are dead that should be alive. Too many people are trying to fight the death of the flesh and you're trying to preserve the flesh. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta preserve everything. And God said, no, I need you to go to the cross. I know you're worried about the wounds and the afflictions. I know you're worried about dying out to your agenda. I know you're worried about dying out to your plans. But I need you to go to that cross. You've been living too long. There's something beyond the cross that is greater than everything, anything you've ever experienced experience because on this side of the cross you feel every pain but on that side of the cross you don't feel the pain anymore because you are in Christ you are in the resurrection oh it's time for somebody to die that you might live and it's time for somebody that's dead to get up and live again in the resurrection of God Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody ought to praise him. Come on, praise him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Something's about to break in this place. 
I got, I got two-thirds of a message left but, uh, left, but I ain't worried about that right now. There's people in this place that are about to cross over into a new life in Christ. Uh, you're about to let some things go. Uh, you're about to let him be the resurrection in your life. Uh, you're about to let him be uh, everything he's ever wanted to be in your life. Uh, Somebody's going to be set free here today. Somebody's going to be made a new creature. I knew, I knew, I knew. I'm tired of struggling with the old. I got to be made new here today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, come on. I invite you to come. I invite you to come. In the name of the Lord, if you're tired. If you're tired of feeling the sting of every disappointment, if you're tired of feeling the shame of your past, it's time to cross over into the resurrection right now. In the name of Jesus, it's not what he's going to do. It's who he is. Get a revelation that he is wrapping you in his power. He's wrapping you in his grace. He's wrapping you in his mercy. He is wrapping you in his love this morning. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to somebody's pain. The pain, the pain that you feel is because you've got a, you've got a passageway you've got to go through. Sometimes you've got to die before you can live. Sometimes you've got to give up before you can go up. Sometimes you've got to get to the place where you say, Okay, God, I, I, I give it to you. I give it all to you. I surrender it all to you, God. Crucify me, Lord. Put me on the cross, Lord. Help me to take up my cross, God, so that I can come out in the resurrection. Well, hallelujah. Come on. Lift your hands right now. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I take authority over every lying spirit of religion in this place. Release, Lord, the spirit of the Lord in this place. Somebody's walking out of this place new. Somebody's going to walk out of this place whole today. All right. Come on, pray, 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 pray. I want you to tell the Lord I'm going. I'm going into the resurrection. I'm going into it. God, I'm going to believe you for who you are, not what you can do. Oh, hallelujah. I am. I am. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. Come on. I dare you to step into the image of Christ. Stop worrying about what people think about you. Stop worrying about your own image. Stop worrying about your own problems. Get in Christ right now. 
Amen. Step into the power of the resurrection right now. If any man be in Christ. Come on, come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus, come on. In the name of the Lord, come on. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody's about to step into it right now. You need to stop looking in the mirror and seeing the person you used to be. And you need to start seeing yourself in Christ like Him what he is oh hallelujah you need a miracle right now the miracle is in him push into him press into him press into him press into him in Jesus name oh God oh God I praise your name river there's a deep river flowing in this place right now spirit of the Lord's moving need some prayer warriors right now we got somebody that needs a miracle right now right now I need some prayer warriors in the name of Jesus you're the healing Lord from the top of his head to the sole of his feet you're the healing Lord if any man be in Christ he is a new creature he's a new creature I speak right now for a new mind for a new body in the name of jesus i don't need spectators i need prayer warriors i don't need onlookers i need prayer warriors in the name of jesus well hallelujah come on i don't need onlookers i need intercessors in the name of jesus oh god oh 
Somebody is going into a new place in Christ right now. I've got my wounds, but I've come through the fire in the name of Jesus. I can't feel my wounds anymore. Come on, I want us to believe for it right now. In the name of Jesus. If Jesus was here in the flesh, if Jesus was here in the flesh, he would say, be made whole. He would say, be made whole. He would say, Lazarus, come forth. He would say, Reuben, come forth. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.